Well, good weekend to you. It's episode 16 of Weekend at Burgess. Je ne care pas. Even if it doesn't, je ne care pas. It's all gravy, like a plate with just gravy. Use a bit of sense, like you got some savings. You can only please half the people half the time, like an umpire. So relax your mind. Don't sweat the small stuff that's for your skin pores. Whether you're at home or at the mall, working in stores, eating lint lindors or taking out trash bags. Sometimes life's just a big just for laughs gag. Hashtag, what's happening, Berg? Just passing the time like a flux capacitor. Stopping along the way to smell the lavender. Grab a dessert, not freaking like a passenger who got on a plane and forgot their lobsters. Don't have a meatloaf or trot your boxers. Life's too short, you can't fool me. Like wearing glasses in the future, you'll see. It's the fact of life, things aren't fair, but keep you cool. Don't let the stress tear ya. Instead, get a breath of fresh air. Ah, and say je ne care pas. Cooler heads will prevail, brah. Take a second to collect what ails ya. There's always a way where there's an air duct. So clip that worry like a haircut. Je ne care pas. <laughs> What's happening, guys? Welcome, welcome back to Weekend at Fergie's. This is the one-year uh, anniversary of this podcast, episode 16. We got a fun episode for you. That track is called Je ne care pas. It's from my brand new record, Replicable Skills, which I'm releasing on CD next weekend, August 7th. If you're in Toronto, come join us at the Garrison, 1197 Dundas West, and then Halifax. We're going to be at Gus's Pub on Friday, August 14th, 2605, Agricola? I believe so. And this episode, we don't have any guests this week. It's just me and you and a couple new jams that I'm going to preview, as promised. Got a, got a mailbag to dig into. You guys have been writing me some interesting missives and questions and worries. We're going to get into that. And we're just going to have some fun. It's relaxing. I'm running around. Lots going on right now. Got the new comic book, The Last Paper Route, dropping August 16th at Decaf. Why did I pick the same month to release an album and a comic book? Because I love them both. So why not? Right? I'm making these awesome things with my friends. The Last Paper Route with Alex Kennedy, Dave Howlett, Matt Dawson, Cody Peters, Ryan Wilson, Jason Liu. We all came together, got this comic ready. It looks beautiful. Just got them back from the printer. My new record. Oh my gosh, guys. I'm so psyched to share replicable skills with you. Replicable. If some people are going to say replicable, some will say replicable. Say it however you want. Just listen to it because it's fun. And yeah, Je ne care pas was produced by my man Fresh Kills. This beat you're hearing right now is just beautiful. And the cuts on it were by more or less. And there's a lot, a lot of tasty stuff. We're going to get into, uh, going to get into all of that. Going to tell you a little bit more about some music. Going to tell you a bit more about some comics. And I got a couple little things uh, to share with you. So I hope you can stick around. Also, August 16th, before I forget, 
I, j I did say decaf, that's in Dartmouth, but then the comic book will also be at Fan Expo in Toronto, and then you can find it at Strange Adventures in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, and in Ontario you can get it at Silver Snail, and then we're going to try and get it to other comic shops. If you or someone you know has a comic book store or a record store that wants to carry either the comic or the album, drop us a line, please. All right. Big shout out to Jay Bone, who was on last episode. If you didn't hear it yet, go back and listen to it. What a what a cool, cool fellow. We had some good laughs. Great, great chat about comic books. Big shout out to Jay Bone. I hope you're following him and checking out his artwork because he's a he's a heck of a guy. In the weeks to come, weekends to come, we're sticking to this one month, a one episode a month schedule. I'm gonna try and sneak in a few more. You know, we did a little more than that in one year. 16 in a year. Big shout out to Modern Superior, of course, everybody there, the the guys, I mean, I really got to thank Casey and Greg and Dan for really helping me get this off the ground a year ago, and it's, uh, I'm, I'm so glad to, to be here, and uh, we're going to be here for a while, so don't worry about that, I think we're getting, getting the hang of these, these little podcasts. And hey, thank you. If I don't say it enough, thanks for tuning in to the music, to the podcast, to keeping up with this stuff, to t- following up with me, chatting. It's uh, it's always good to hear from you. So word up to you. I'm very excited. I told you last episode I'd be talking about the album right now because, guys, it's been a crazy, crazy month. I'm kind of just jumping into it. It may be a little bit of a hodgepodgey episode. It's going to be fun, though. We're listening to Je ne Care Pas, as I just told you. The beats produced by my man Fresh Kills, a long, long time collaborator. Oh man, Kills and I go back over 10 years, which is wild. He'll be he'll be on the show. You'll you'll hear him at some not this one, but he'll be he'll be on he'll be on a future episode. And Je ne Care Pas, how can I explain that? If you grew up in French immersion or in any kind of French class, you may have heard this expression. We used to say it in our in our school when we were kids, when we were in French class. And instead, I don't care. I used to just say, man, je ne care pas. And it just sort of stuck with with me and, and, and all my friends over the years. And, and we just sort of say it every now and then. And, and I, I always kind of liked the, the silliness, but yet the perfect combination of words that shouldn't make sense but when someone says them you know exactly what they mean and that is that you you just care pa you who you know care pa all right madame <laughs> that's what i wish i can i can see myself sitting in a french class every time i hear those words and it's fun to me to say them and it's true you you shouldn't sweat the small stuff and that's what that tracks about there's a line in there where I say you can only please half the people half the time like an umpire. So relax your mind. An umpire actually told me that. I was an umpire, not in the major leagues. I was about 12 or 13 years old, and I was umpiring kids who were probably about 7 to 9 years old. And it was kind of a thankless job, other than the $10 you got for being a base ump or 15 bucks you got for being the home plate ump. And there was usually two of us who would go to a game, and you'd usually have like one, one older kid and one younger kid, or maybe there was a kid and an older umpire, because there were a lot of baseball fans who would, who would make a little extra cash on the weekend. Wait, if, like there were adults, but now that I think about it... But, 15 bucks a game, it's kind of sucks if you're if you're over 16. 
<laughs> but some adults did it. And one one game, I called a kid out. I clearly remember. This kid was bigger than all the other kids. He hit a it was he hit an inside the park home run. And he was he ran around all the bases. And he missed second. He didn't touch second. And I saw it. Everyone did. It was clear as crystal Pepsi. People, astronauts from space, saw this kid miss touching second base, okay? So he hits his home run. He runs home. His team's going crazy. Everybody's going crazy. The other team's coach and all the other parents start screaming, it's not a real home run. He didn't touch second base. Now, okay, this is a seven-year-old, seven- to nine-year-old's baseball game. Should these kids, should they really care? Now, me being an umpire, I was standing right there. I was the base ump. I saw this kid miss second base. (sighs) And as I had sworn some kind of oath or something, I had to sign something to uh, pledge allegiance to the strike zone or something. Okay, There, there was some type of thing in place that you would make sure that you made the right call. Okay. Stick to what you see and, 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 you know, be the, be the most fair you could be. And I clearly saw this kid miss second base. Okay. So the home plate ump who was this older guy looked at me and he says, all right, Sean, well, did you, uh, what did you see? Did you see this kid? Uh, did he touch the base or not? Then I got the coach. I got one team screaming at me saying, of course he did. It was home run. And they're all excited. This kid hit his first home run. Then I got the other team yelling at me saying, no, he clearly missed second base. I saw him miss second. So I said, nah, he missed second base. <sighs> I tell you, I'll never forget this. This kid's mom started screaming at me. His whole team were furious, but the coach knew the coach of the, the both coaches knew everyone saw this kid miss the bag. So I believe what we wound up doing was was sending the kid back to second base and just and resetting things. So we didn't we didn't wind up calling him out, but we did rob this kid of his first home run. But you know that's a it's a real lesson. You got to touch all the bags. That's the game. Those are the rules. So everyone was all upset. And at the end of the game, this ump looked at me. The other ump, the older ump, this grown man making fifteen dollars a game. <laughs> Like those games were like two hours, so he was basically making seven fifty an hour, and <laughs> really kind of weird. I'm just really thinking about that now. And he looked at me and he said, "Well, you know, Sean, you can only please half the people half the time." And that expression stuck with me. And he was right. When you're an umpire, that's it's true, and it, it, that applies to life. So. So that's where that little anecdote came from. And you know, a lot of my rhymes come from things that old umpires told me. <laughs> so now you know, all right? And knowing is uh, half of that other thing. You know what I'm saying, half the battle. Now, I have been asked a few times, is the new album going to be another G.I. Joe-themed album? And look, I could probably do about five more G.I. Joe-themed albums. But I'm not going to do that. It's not. It does have a concept, and the concept is rap. Which I like a lot. And it's all I do on this album. I rap on it. So I hope that's what you want. 
<laughs> but speaking of G.I. Joe, I promised we were going to get into the mailbag, and we've got a lot We've got a lot of mail here. So it's been, a, it's been a minute since we've done a little bit of Berg queries. I believe that's the name that uh, I settled on and asked if you agreed, and I think one person said, yeah, that's a good name. Use it. <laughs> so Berg queries. Let's just dive right in. I've been listening to the podcast. Great stuff. You make me want to read superhero comics, but I got to tell you, it's hard as heck to figure out where to start and what to read next. You did a bit on Original Sin on, yeah, I did that way early. I think that was episode one, maybe, which I found super interesting. But when I got to the comic store, there was Original Sin stuff everywhere. Some issues are marked like 3.2 and shit. (laughs) How's a newbie supposed to figure this out? Looking for help, Albert P. Permission to use this email on your podcast. Albert, thank you. I know, it's really annoying. I, I don't I don't know why they they do all these extra spin-offs again so that they can sell more comics, right? So the core original sin, and I truly believe you just on the best crossovers, you should just be able to read the main book. So there should be one series. It's collected now. You can just get Original Sin, the main, main story with Jason Aaron and Mark Wade did a bit of, uh, of extra writing on that. I, I, when they do these spinoffs, they're never fulfilling. You might get the odd issue that's kind of a cool story depending who the creative team is on it, but I don't need the extra stuff. Sometimes you do want to know, like, if there's one character, if you're really curious, hey, what was happening to Speedball during Civil War? Like, I remember during the Civil War, I was picking up all the different issues, and I was really fascinated to find out all the minutiae, like, when you get fully into a series. So... So that that's one thing, but you should be able to just read it as a standalone. Now, if you're looking for a good standalone superhero comic, because I get the, asked this a lot, and Cal and I did talk about it. I know I've mentioned it here before. Invincible by Robert Kirkman. The other comic he does, other than Walking Dead and, uh, well, Outcast he does now. He's, he's got a few other books. But Invincible... The cover says it's the best superhero uh, comic in the universe, which is a bit, it's a bit arrogant, but you know what? It's kind of right. I've been reading it since issue one, and it is, a, I just read the newest issue. You can get the hardcover volumes. I, I suggest, I was just telling my buddy Martin, if you're going to start Invincible, get the ultimate, I've got it right here. It's the ultimate collection, volume one. And that collects the first 12 issues of Invincible from Image Comics because I I recommend getting the hardcover Ultimate Collections because they collect 12 issues at a time. And I find the, the story reads a lot better when you get 12 chapters, especially in the, the at the very start, because... For whatever reason, when they got the trade paperbacks out, I think it's because the comic got super popular really fast and they weren't planning on it. And the soft covers only collect four issues, at least the early ones. So they don't give you enough of the story. They may have corrected it now to get six issues. Anyways, the first four issues of Invincible, they won't they won't give you the, the true story about what it's about, which I'm sort of a lo- not... I'm being elusive here. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil things for you. What you need to know: Invincible is the son of essentially Superman, and then something happens, 
and he starts to get his own superpowers. He hits puberty, but there's something going on with his dad, and I'll just leave it at that. Read read the comic, Invincible. And you, you know, you don't have to worry about th- issue, issue 3.2, Original Sin, any of that stuff. It's, it's just one superhero comic. They've done a few spinoffs along the road, Guarding the Globe and Brit and, and a few other things, but... You can just you can just read the main Invincible comic. I think you'll dig it. And Robert Kirkman, if you're listening, you owe me. Uh, okay, next we got mailbag call I did on Facebook. If you're not on the internet or if you are on Facebook and not on our page at facebook.com slash wordburglar, you can come and uh, put on put up some stuff on there. We talk, we, uh, we chat sometimes. Check it out. Post some pictures. The new picture is up for the album cover, which maybe you've seen by James White and Dave Howlett. It's crazy for replicable skills. Very psyched about that. Okay, let's get into these questions really quick, trying to get through these. From Bradley S., do you guys have legal recreational weed in Canada? My friends seem to think you do, but the interwebs say you don't. Well, the internet aren't always uh, the best source of truth uh also how often do you and your crew come and perform in the usa are there reasons why you would not want to come here it sounds like the canadian east coast is more chill than the u.s east coast uh some sort of emoticon sign off which looks cool but i feel dumb that i don't know what it is like a question mark and an eight and a bracket so is that a question or a like a bearded man's face i'm not sure i like it someone i'm sure is going to tell me what that is thank you brad uh do we have legal re- recreational weed in canada there's legal medicinal weed which you know i think it's a bit of a thin line sometimes some people want it for medicine some people just want it for recreation uh but it, it's not uncommon to see people smoking weed around canada in the streets it's it's decriminalized in a lot of spots. I think there are still some things, uh, some battles being fought. I'm not an expert on the on the subject myself, but basically, okay. There's a lot of weed in Canada, so if you come here, you, you can pretty much probably smoke it. You won't have too much trouble. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Next, and then you ask also how often you do and your crew come perform in the USA. We come whenever we can. I know some of us make it there more than others. It's it's hard to book shows and get across the border sometimes and, and make it worthwhile and, and do a big, long trip. I, I'm really hoping to do a, a nice, big, long tour. I've talked with a few other artists I know in the States about coming down and, and teaming up and doing a little tour. So it's not because I don't like you. I love you, I, and I always have a great time when, when I'm in the States. But lately, I've been kind of going down there once or twice a year. And just doing one-off festivals. I was there for Orlando Nerd Fest. I was there for South by Southwest, San Diego Comic Con. Like, if there's a big event, I will go and play there. And I love it. And I hope there can be more big events and come down and play those. So let me know. You know, Bergie, I'm just up I'm just up north. I'm just hanging out. I'm just on top of you guys. I want to come down and visit. So so that's I would love to, and I appreciate the uh, the invite. Okay, Tony M., what are your thoughts on the 80s cartoon series Dino Saucers and why isn't it usually listed with the greats like G.I. Joe, He-Man, Thundercats, etc.? That theme song, though. Tony, I don't think I've ever heard of Dino Saucers. I've got the internet right here, and I'm going to do this live 
So you know this is real because I've never seen this. Dino Saucers, this theme song. Let's see if I can find it. Dinosaurs. That's not what I want. Hold on. I'm juggling this mic. I'm trying. Hang on. Okay, Dino Saucers. Put up the volume if I can find it. Dino Saucers. Intro theme. Okay. Well, this looks actually kind of interesting. Maybe I have seen this before. No, I don't want an ad. Stupid ads. All right. Dino Saucer's theme. Four ordinary teenagers. Until one day, we met some new friends from out of town. They were called Dino Saucer's. <laughs> They were called Dino Saucers? I became the secret scouts, allies to these dinosaurs from outer space. Oh my god. This is actually amazing. The animation's really cool. Bossasaur? There's a guy named Bossasaur? <laughs> Tony M, thank you. Okay. And they're all posing for... Oh, my God. Okay. Anyone who has not seen Dino Saucers now... Uh, oh, my God. Okay. I got to stop this. I'm trying to do a show. Oh, there's like almost a cobra snake that appears at the end there. Okay. that's That was amazing. That was real. Tony, I have never seen this before. I don't know if it didn't air in Canada or if maybe it didn't air on any network that was uh, discerning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm sure if I was a kid, I would have, and I had seen this show, I would have, I would have watched it. Although, okay, I for the people listening at home now who have never heard of this, these kids are outside, and the spaceships land. The spaceship lands, and okay, these kids see a spaceship. They run up to it. Oh wow! And then the guys walk off the ship, and they just say, "Hi, we're Dino Saucers." <laughs> Like, is that, was their translator broken? Did they mean to mention that that's what their spaceship was called? Like, I understand if your ship is the dino saucer that contains, you know, dynastronauts or something, right? Wouldn't that be more, that would make more sense. I like dynastronauts. Like, they're from space, they're dinosaurs. A saucer is a vehicle that you fly in interplanetarily, or you drink tea out of a dino saucer oh yes please I, i'll have the earl gray in in my dino saucer <laughs> or are they just saucy wow i i hope that audio turned out okay that was awesome i see here in the sidebar on youtube it's also recommending silver hawks and tiger sharks which i do remember those and feeling ripped off when I watched them because I thought they were going to be cool based on the ads, but they were not cool. And I, I guess, did, I, did that just answer your question? Why it's not up there with G.I. Joe, He-Man, and Thundercats? Which also, I kind of hesitate to put Thundercats there. I may get a lot of hate mail, but I, Thundercats, again, great theme song, wanted to like it more. When you watch it, it was really dumb. Maybe the intro series was pretty good. Granted, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I just couldn't couldn't hold up. 
couldn't hold up. Uh, to me, it, nothing, you can't touch G.I. Joe, all right? Worlds Without End, come on. No place like Springfield, come on. G.I., those, I'm just naming a handful of the greatest cartoon episodes of the 80s ever. Go, go, go watch Worlds Without End by G.I. Joe. If you've never seen G.I. Joe, that'll freak you out. Ralph Pulaski's skeleton. Yeah, that's some real, that's some realness right there. Also, that'd be a, an amazing name for a band. Ralph Pulaski Skeleton. Yeah, they were crazy. <laughs> and did I just say that those cartoons were by G.I. Joe? Yeah, have you seen, have you seen that episode by G.I. Joe? They, it was one of his best. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yo, Joe. It's this. I love it. It's just cartoons, and I'm supposed to talk about my new rap album, but I'm just talking about cartoons and comic books here. This is great. Okay, Max K, do you eat corn on the cob in rows or columns? Oh, well, I love corn on the cob. How do I eat it? I guess I would say I eat it in columns. You mean like up and down? I mean, So that's how I would do it. I would eat one whole column and then move it over to the next column like a type typewriter in my mouth and then go do the next that column and then slide it over right is that okay what does that say about me what does that mean does that mean something i (laughs) i hope that burning question has been has been answered for you now and louis c if tugboats were bigger could they be the boats other boats tug wasn't tugboat a wrestler was he one of the natural disasters did he become typhoon with earthquake uh, I've seen some tugboats. I've seen many tugboats in my time growing up by the harbor. A lot of tugboats. Theodore Huck tugboat. Almost just said Theodore Tugstable. <laughs> uh, no, we're not even going to go there. <laughs> okay, you know Theodore Tugboat, right? The boat with the giant eyes and a, he's got like a hat on. It's a, it's a kid's show. You may not know it. And I'm getting really rambly this episode. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm just going to say yes, they could, Louie. And so concludes Mailbag Bird Queries, whatever we're calling it. Uh, I'm going to play you another new little jam, and we'll be right back with Weekend at Bergie's, the most random ever one-year anniversary weekend edition. Word. <laughs> You can't ignore the facts Like Rob Ford on crack I get you high for less Nordstrom rack The abnormal transformer Mighty morphing back With more styles than the girl Who acts on orphan black Rap from freestyles How I carve my riddance Coast to coast I'm playing bars to kitchens But lose the cigarettes No cars and engines I don't need the feedback Carsick chickens, spitting raw, I never stop how I drop words, and you can't hide, like hard nipples and soft shirts, awkward, that's what I thought, nerd, got a lot of patience, should have been a doctor, but I'm more like the best hospital ever, I'm full of sickness, and I keep getting better, yes sir, every rapper thinks they're the best, I just think I'm worth her, and I think that's a good guess, give me the microphone, let me check one, two, think I'm up in my brain, make my words come true, run them through the mic, how I'm slinging a track,
keep you coming back, boom, bap, barang, is the name of that jam, produced by the one and only Beat Mason, you know the Mason, Beat contributor to this very podcast, and to many, many crazy, crazy tracks that we've made in the years, and the cuts on that jam are by the one and only DJ Irate. That song was actually the first song I recorded for the record, so how about that? On the order of the album, it appears third. It's third track. So there you go. Fun fact about that. Just some fun rhymes. Now, a lot of those rhymes on a track like that, those rhymes I will try out. I know on this show I've I've even talked about it. You know, if I come up with a new rhyme, I, I write rhymes every day. So whenever I have a show, if I've got whatever my freshest rhymes are in my head, like the most recent, I mean, all my rhymes are fresh, let's be honest. <laughs> but anytime I've got a new rhyme, I, I always test it out at, at a show. And I always like to, to test it out and kick it and see how it feels, try it over different beats. So if you've been at a show in the last year, you may have even heard some of those rhymes getting workshopped. And then they wind up together and they just, they come together. You know, I bring them together like a nice little word family. I, I want to collect them all together. Bring them all these words together that sound the same, like they're cousins. And, oh, this, you sound kind of like this. You sound kind of like this. I think you'd go well over here with this guy over this beat. And bam, then we got a big baby song. So it's exciting. <laughs> give them birth. Give them birth to new tracks. Okay, wait, what? You know I'm I'm so excited about this record. Everyone brought their A game. I can't. I, I mean I I can't thank everyone enough. It's uh, the lineup that came together for this album is, if I do say so myself, it's it's an all star lineup. Okay, uh, Beat Mason, Fresh Kills, Milk Plus, Peter Project, Civilian, Timbuktu, DJ Irate, Uncle Fess, Chokeleys, Ghetto Socks, MC Frontalot, Mega Ran. Sci-Fi, Ultra Magnus, James White and Dave Howlett on the album design, Dork who mastered it, everybody who helped me out, big shout out to Tom Quinlan at Han Solo Records who's helped me out a lot, and it just everyone who's, who's come through, all of you for listening and supporting, I'm really, really excited to bring you this record. If you have questions about the album, please drop us a line if you got any more questions or you want to send me some action uh, figure commercials or TV show theme songs that I've never heard of and oh man di- dino saucers that's gonna be haunting me for a while <laughs> uh, but you know you can find us it drop me a line at weekend at burgies at gmail.com if you want to get the album wordburglar.com has links to all my albums you can find them on the left side of the screen there or just go to propsdepartment.bandcamp.com to get replicable skills and Cobra Island's up there as well Go back if you haven't heard Burglaritis, Third Burglar, Burgie's Basement. There's some there's some good tracks on, on, on all those albums. Gotta touch on the last paper route really quick. Dropping, like I say, at decaf August 16th. You can find it all over the place. This is a comic book that it's been years in the making and hoping to make happen. When I was a kid, some of you have heard the story before, uh, 
One of my best friends, Alex Kennedy, and myself were both paper boys in Halifax, Nova Scotia. It was a great job, loved it, had crazy adventures years and years and years. I've got a song called The Root, which you may have heard about, which is definitely inspired by those true wild adventures in paper rooting. And we made this comic when we were kids, and I always loved making it, and I always thought one day I wanted to return to the root and 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 make a really good comic about paper rooting, because we had all these stories, so it's actually been years percolating in our brains about how we could relaunch this comic and, and really make it make a go of it, and then of course, you know, one of the most amazing comic artists in the world who I happen to know pretty pretty good uh, Dave Howlett came on board and agreed to draw this comic and, and be our co-collaborator and he's just knocked it out of the park so I'm, I'm super excited about that so if you come to decaf in Dartmouth on August 16th which is an amazing comic book arts festival the Dartmouth Comics Arts Arts Festival you can find it there and I'll be there with Dave and we'll be happy to talk to you about it and you can see it in person and and grab one for yourself and August 7th in Toronto at the Garrison next weekend I uh Gotta mention Ghetto Socks, Ultra Magnus and DJ Slam, Peter Project, more or less Sci-Fi, and Sandy Job and Bevins are all going to be at the CD release party next weekend. So I hope you can come to that. And then August 14th, Peter Project, Ghetto Socks, and Uncle Fess will be rocking with me at Gus's Pub. So both those shows are going to be amazing, basically. <laughs> I'm going to leave you now with... One final little preview track. Right now, if you want to hear my song, Channel Halifax, you can go. It's on the Bandcamp page and uh, my SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash wordburglar. And so I'm going to play you a little track here that has not been heard yet. It's based on the true story and true experiences of myself and maybe yourself. It's called The Other Shop. Produced by Milk Plus out of the UK. Little international collabo. I think you're gonna dig it. This has been fun. Thanks for hanging out. And let's do it again real soon. Once upon a time, somewhere in the 90s, you might have spied its light shining on the wrong side street. A slimy, signless den of iniquity for whiny, spineless men who were finicky. Existing under the nose of the average passerby A place you'd only find on your last try To satisfy a need for knowing You'd go in attracted by neon glowing Closed or open a no-win Not a friendly comic book store A vermin terminal with a Batman on the door Selling forged autographs of Peter Mayhew The least of the reasons your parents wouldn't take you And heard if you used a certain code name You could go out back to purchase cocaine No shame like the guy who big for his jeans Who was always in the corner Paint dwarf figurines Like he was working off a debt at a sweatshop In wet spots I've seen cleaner floors at a rest stop They rip you off like it were nothing And kept telling kids pogs would be worth something Whatever went on during regular business hours One thing was clear The regulars didn't shower At the other shop That's just what we knew it as Recommend it? I wouldn't be doing that The other shop Women didn't go there Everything smelled like Donair A popular topic of urban myth Shop at your risk at the other shop Don't use the washroom That guy's outfit, not a costume You only went in if you had to And if you stayed too long, they got mad at you I th-
This has been a presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network.